This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 489 with Leslie. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless lions show notes for this episode including any links mentioned in the episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 489 welcome to the shameless mom academy i'm your host sarah dean i'm here to give you and other passionate driven unapologetic moms tools resources and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive powerful and purposeful lives every damn day One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Because Mom Said So, a new podcast that you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a podcast from four of the original moms from the TV hit show, Dance Moms, and they reunite to bring you all sorts of fun and stories on Because Mom Said So. This episode is supported by the Shameless Mom Academy Gratitude Challenge. To get in on our upcoming Gratitude Challenge, make sure you get our newsletters and emails. Just go to shamelessmom.com newsletter to get on the list. Leslie Lyons is the founder of the multi-six-figure bombshell movement studio in Chicago, the host of Behind the Pole, Tales from the CEO podcast, and a sales and leadership coach for female entrepreneurs. Leslie's career began in corporate sales before being recruited as a girls' youth minister for a megachurch in Chicago. An entrepreneur at heart, she started a side gig in direct sales with giggle parties. After some divine intervention, thanks to Oprah, Leslie soon discovered a better entrepreneurial business model, pole dance fitness studios. Yes, she's a Christian and the owner of a pole studio. Leslie had no idea what a target market was and thought, if I build it, they will come. 
The first few years were hell. And at one point, Leslie was so broke, she had her lights and gas turned off with employees waiting to be paid. A confident hustler at heart, Leslie learned that she was bringing more value to women's lives than just teaching pole tricks. Once she embraced values-based leadership, she grew her pole studio to multiple six figures and then started teaching other studio owners worldwide her six-figure pole framework. As a values-based sales and leadership coach for female entrepreneurs, Leslie helps women lead with their heart and their head. This conversation was so much fun. The second Leslie and I got on our recording together, I knew you all would be in for a treat. Leslie has the energy and the expertise and all the knowledge that's really going to light you up and give you a ton of perspective on how to lead in your gifts, how to connect with your gifts, how to recognize and own some of your struggles because all of your innate gifts come with a shadow side that make them a struggle sometimes. And she's going to tap into that and talk about that as well. So listen in to hear Leslie share how she went from leadership and ministry work to running a six figure pole dancing studio, the fascinating overlap of ministry and pole dancing in terms of voice power and reclamation. She's going to talk about what it really means to create a values based community or organization. She'll share how she uses the Enneagram to highlight her gifts and skills in order to have the most impact in the world. She talks about why it's important to know your innate strengths and weaknesses in order to be a better leader. We get into how women are disconnected from their own bodies and dead to their bodies and why this is so dangerous. She talks about how to recognize your somatic reactions to notice when you're aligned or when you're out of alignment. She shares the difference between responding and reacting and how to get better at responding. And she's going to talk about the importance of having pleasure practices. This is a fun conversation. You're going to learn a ton and be totally inspired and fired up by Leslie. So with all that said, please welcome Leslie Lyons to the Shameless Mom Academy. Leslie, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here today. Oh, thank you for having me, Sarah. It's so nice to meet you virtually. <laughs> I know, I know. We all just tell all the people that we already had all of our tech glitches and all that stuff. And so it took us a minute to get connected. And I can tell already from the energy that you have brought in our just brief introduction that this is going to be a ton of fun. Yay. I'm so <laughs> excited to talk to you and to kind of be introduced to the shameless mom audience. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I'm going to give people, I love giving context on how I meet my guests. And so we were connected through Angie Trueblood, who I worked with last fall and she did some work for me to help me get on other people's podcasts. And then since then we've just remained friends. We're just like, lovers and supporters of each other's work. And so she reached out and she said, Hey, I think you'd really love Leslie Lyons. Can I introduce you? And then when I got your information in our little intake form, holy cow, when I was coming up with this interview questions and flow and everything, I was like, this is going to be a really great conversation. So, oh, so no pressure. I love no pressure. It's so awesome. Angie is so awesome. She's just one of those genuine human beings who just really wants to see women's voices elevated. And I just love yes. that about her. Yeah. She's so fantastic. And I love that she, after working with a client that she still like keeps you in her mind to be like, Oh, Hey, I just thought of this thing for you. And (laughs) let me know if you're interested, but she's so sweet and so thoughtful. So Angie, when you listen to this, just know that we're loving you and we respect and adore you. So, all right. So Leslie, I'm so excited to get started with this conversation. There's so many things I want to dive into and I'm hoping we can get through it all because otherwise you're going to have to come back for a part two. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the dynamics of your personal and professional life right now. 
beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. And this, we're recording just a few days after Labor Day. So we're in this craziness of like changing seasons, still in COVID, still in a cultural revolution, like all sorts of, many of us are doing distance learning with our children. So how are you and what are you most excited about? Yeah, I'm like the fact that I often have to remind myself that we are still in a pandemic only because my physical studio, so for those of you who are new to me, I own a central movement studio. So it's brick and mortar. We teach women to pole dance, lap dance, chair dance, anything that helps women feel reconnected to their bodies. But the work is a little bit deeper than that, and I might go into that a little bit later. But anywho, I forget that we're in the middle of a pandemic because our classes are sold out. So- Oh my gosh, amazing. It really is. And I think I had a little bit of fear and trepidation around reopening. I really thought that after being closed for four months, that we were going to have a tough time, to be candid with you, getting women re-energized, would women feel safe, would they feel comfortable, would they feel all of the things. And literally, we don't have enough room to accommodate all of the women who want to get into our space now. So... And where are you located? Because I know in a lot of places, things are. We're in Chicago. So Chicago, Illinois. We're on the south side of Chicago. And so I'm just really excited about possibly expansion opportunities. What does this look like for us going into 2021 that was not originally on our plate before COVID? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm most excited about professionally. Also, I think personally, my grandkids, like Mm. just... (laughs) Being with them and watching them grow and them, my grandkids have been homeschooled since the beginning. So this e-learning thing is not new to my daughter. Shout out to her and her husband. They are falling into this like champs. And so one of the things that I love about homeschooling opportunities is that my oldest grandson, who's seven, he's so freaking smart. (laughs) Like he's just so smart. And I feel like she's able to move at his pace. Mm-hmm. as opposed to a structured curriculum, which has made his learning even more so. You know, yeah. it's just made it better. So I guess those are the two things I'm excited about right I now. I love it. And we have to talk about the twins. So you on Instagram, I just, I die. There's, is it twin boys? No, they're fraternal. So it's one is a girl, one is a boy. Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. these two little babies and how old are they? They are a little bit over a year. So they okay. are 15 months, 16 months. Oh my gosh. Twin little baby grandchildren. And they are the cutest things. And this is the only thing I want to do on Instagram is look at other people's little twin baby girls and boys <laughs> and, and grandchildren. They're so, so cute. So are you getting to spend time? Are they all in the Chicago area with you? Yeah. Up until about six months ago, they all lived in our home. Oh my gosh. So- Yeah, it was my daughter, my son-in-law, and their four kids. So my four grandkids, yeah. So they just moved out about four months ago into their own place. So Was that bittersweet? Oh, my gosh. Sarah, I think I had a mini breakdown. Let me just... (laughs) (laughs) Really did. Like, and I am not a person who cries. I'm an angry woman, for Pete's sake. That's why I'm here. (laughs) Like, I don't cry easily, but I literally... I lost it. I was like... Not seeing them every day, not hearing their footsteps every day. It was weird. It was almost like being an empty nester all over again. Mm, Yeah. So yeah, it was tough. I think that 
so many moms listening imagine four grandchildren moving into their house and they're like, that just sounds awful. Because when you're in this phase of motherhood and you're, especially in the pandemic, when you feel like your house is just already overrun by way too many people all hours of the day, you can't imagine adding like four grandkids to that. But I think that the perspective, the grandparent dynamic is different and Mm -hmm. saying goodbye to them is different than when it was your own child, for example. Oh my gosh. And here's a fun fact. I'm the oldest of six. So Mm. whereas my husband was an only child and my daughter is an only child. Okay. And so for me, it was like coming home. Yeah. All of the, bring on the chaos and the noise. (laughs) And it energizes you in a different kind of way. Yeah. And I do think though, it's worth noting the mother and father were here. So maybe it would be a different experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yes, yes. Four caregivers and four children. So you're evenly matched. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so very different, very different. Yes, but yeah, yes. those are my peeps. I love it. Oh my gosh. So can you share how you went from, people can feel your energy. So you used to be a leader in youth ministry. So you went from leading uh, girls in youth ministry to running Mm -hmm. a six figure pole dancing studio and talk a little bit about how you went from one to the other. I can totally imagine you leading ministry work because you have that big energy and like, I can just hear that you would light people up and lift people up. And this is a fascinating juxtaposition to be in ministry and in running a pole dancing business. So tell us all of that. Yeah, totally. It's a funny story. I hear Oprah is involved. Yes, yes. Oprah's okay. always involved. Oprah's like, always involved. Okay, tell all us. All roads lead to Oprah. <laughs> totally. So I have always been very open around my sensuality and sexuality. I come from a family of women that are extremely confident women. And I believe that a lot of that power came from them owning their sexuality and their desires and their pleasures very early on that was taught. So I know that hasn't always been every woman's experience, but for me, that played a big part in my level of confidence in that area. So being a devout Christian, you know, I love Jesus. (laughs) It's amazing. All of the things. And I got pulled into ministry just because I was serving. And one day the the uh, pastor who I was supporting, because this was a large church, Sarah, it's like 7,000 members. So this is a very large church. He's like, hey, what would it look like if you came to work for us? And I'm like, I don't know what that would look like. I guess I get paid to kind of do what I'm doing for free. So I was already working with the women, the young ladies in our group around leadership always, because I just feel like we need female voices. We need Mm -hmm. voices that lead and it starts early. The problem is a lot of time empowerment work, the conversation starts when women are 30, where I felt like I was in a unique position to start that conversation in their most formative years. And so for me, it was all about how do you use your voice for change? How do you use your voice for change in your own life, but more importantly, in the kingdom and God's economy? How do you use your voice? And so that's how I came in as a volunteer and then got offered a full-time position, blah, 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 blah. I worked at the church for four years. Well, in the interim, though, if you know anything about ministry, you don't get paid much. Like, it's not not lucrative work, (laughs) right? Like, you're not making tons of money. So I still had bills, Sarah, okay? So I started poking around, like, what kind of businesses could I do? And I was in this 
like work from home, mommy kind of businesses. And lo and behold, there's a girl in there selling pole dance franchises. <laughs> and I'm like, pole dance franchises? What, is, <laughs> what in the mother love? What is this? But she was talking the language of voice, mm-hmm. power, reclamation, sexuality, sensuality. I'm like, all the things that I do in ministry, she was doing through pole. So I kind of- So cool. Yeah. And now that you say that, it's like the overlap and the parallels are like so obvious, but it seems so not, like they seem to be so opposing when you think of it kind of from our traditional view of ministry and pole dancing, right? But when you put it in those terms and you look at the values of each, there is this really amazing and very obvious- overlap of the two. And I love that voice power and reclamation. Like who doesn't want that or want more of that for all the women and girls in our lives? Oh my gosh. Yeah. In such a major way. So fast forward, I didn't do it right away because I did have some conflicts. I would be lying if I said I didn't have some conflicts about it. And what would that look like? And so two weeks later, I'm sitting at home. Oprah pops up. She's got this woman on there named Sheila Kelly. It was I remember like it was yesterday was reclaim your inner sex pot was the name of the show. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And so she had Sheila Kelly, who was a pole dancer, but she also had the woman... Oh, she played the sexually promiscuous woman on Sex in the City. What was her name? Oh, uh, Samantha. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, I can't, I'm totally blanking on her name in real life, but it was Samantha was her character. Yes, 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 yes. So she had her on there as well. And so it was all of these shows like how to get your groove back kind of a conversation. And mm-hmm. out comes Sheila with this poll, again, with the conversation of voice, power, reclamation. I'm like, I got to do this thing. So long story short, I contact the woman on the mommy board and I'm like, look, because also throw in mind, Sarah, your audience can't see me, but I'm not a teeny tiny woman. I always been over 200 pounds. Okay. Always. Like, I don't remember a time in my adult life that I was under 200 pounds. So pole and being over 200 pounds, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not sure, but this conversation is so important. It's resonating with yeah. me in such a way that I've got to try. And that's where I it started. It. And that was 14 years ago. Oh my gosh. So did you start out as like a student or did you just immediately buy into having your own location? I'm an eight. So I do everything whole ass. Like I'm all in. Like Okay. And we're going to talk about eights <laughs> when you just said eight for people and you're referring to Enneagram, right? Yes. I'm an okay, Enneagram. So we're going to talk about that in a minute, but go ahead. And so you went all in. So you went I all went in. I went all in, Sarah. So like, I'm assuming that means you skipped taking the classes. You just bought the studio and then took classes at your own studio that you already owned. <laughs> I started out very close, Sarah. Very close. Okay. <laughs> I basically got the pole and I started doing it in people's homes first. So have pole will travel. I would take the pole to your house, kind of like Mary Kay style where you come over or sex toy party style or whatever. I would just bring a pole, bring your friends. And I got a video and I had my pole and I practiced every day. I had one death defying spin that wowed the people. (laughs) And I I made about $20,000 working on the weekends, part time. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to take this bigger. I need to do so I can reach more people and also yeah. make more money. So yeah, yeah, I totally went into it, not knowing anything. All I had was a video and, but I had my, <laughs> I'm very courageous. And I just, I took a bet on God and myself. And I was like, I can do this. 
and I never looked back. I love it. This is so fun to hear about this. So I want to talk about values-based leadership for a minute, and you've given us some examples, but can you talk a little bit more about what is values-based leadership and why is this important in business and in life? And I, you, I can already see how this shows up for you, but I want you to let us dive a little deeper into that. Yeah. So about almost three years ago, I started coaching other brick and mortar businesses around sales and marketing. Cause that's kind of like my jam. Mm-hmm. I am a salesperson at heart. I love sales because also empowerment, especially for, as it relates to women, economics is tied into that in a mm-hmm. major way. And so again, that's a part of my value system. And so I spend a lot of time helping other female business owners figure out what matters to them in their business that is going to give them their competitive advantage in the market. And so I started off just talking about sales. But when you start to peel back the onion, Sarah, there's so many layers to what goes into being a high-performing, high-revenue-generating organization. So Mm -hmm. I started with sales, but then I started finding out, okay, they've got team issues. They can't scale because the people they have on their team isn't really bought into their vision. So let's start talking about some leadership things and how we manage people. How do we manage ourselves? That kind of conversation. Well, then you peel it back further and I'm like, oh, they can't communicate to other people what's important for them because they don't actually know what they value. Right. And that is actually how I got into the conversation of the Enneagram, which I'll talk about in a little bit more. Because when you run a business that is so close to what's important to you, mm-hmm. it minimizes burnout in a major way. Totally. We're in a culture now that the buzzword, especially in online communities, is scale. You got to do a million dollars in a month. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it used to be bro marketing, if you will, that kind of pushed that narrative. Yeah. But it, it's showing up with women too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're not successful if you're not a seven-figure company right. and have 100 employees. And so there's a lot of pressure that I feel from clients that I'm working with right now to be that company, to be that successful company, but they're chasing the dollar and then they're surprised why they're completely burnt out, have no yeah. energy for their personal life and their business isn't scaling in a way that feels authentic right. and real. We talk about imposter syndrome. We talk about all these buzzwords and all of that comes back to this is not really what you believe in. You've co-opted a narrative of the internet streets is what I call it out in Mm -hmm. the wild that was (laughs) to you. Right. You cannot inspire others. You cannot grow a team. You cannot even convince customers that they should buy into your vision. If you don't know what you value. Right. So, so important. This was pointed out to me probably, I don't know, three or four months ago. The different, and this was from another woman who I know through the online space, we were talking about the difference between being a leader and a marketer, and that many of us follow people who we presume to be leaders who are actually marketers. And you can tell because you can see like who leads with their values versus like who's motivated by the hustle and the seven figure months. And they might not explicitly say that they're motivated by the hustle and the seven figure months, but you can tell in the way that they're doing business over time, if you watch them enough, that that's what they're in it for. 
versus who's leading with values, who also might be hustling and having seven figure months. But over time, you can see this difference. And this was so eye opening. And so now, as I'm watching people, and this became really clear in terms of how leaders showed up after Memorial Day weekend, after the protesting started for George Floyd's life and everything that's happened since then, you can tell so clearly who the leaders are and who the marketers are and who, like, what are people willing to do with their businesses to support Black Lives Matter or to make a statement or to not. And Mm -hmm. it's now, I think, become just way more black and white in terms of, and not so much gray in terms of who are the leaders out there and who are the marketers. And so when you talk about bro marketing and when you talk about this like urgency for people to scale their businesses, I think that we're seeing this divide between leaders and marketers and leaders lead with core values and leaders build things around their values and leaders support causes around their values that might also impact their bottom line and allow them to make more money. But it also allows them to have impact in a way that their values grow their mission and impact people, the earth, women, black lives, all these things in ways that are actually positive and have purpose behind them. Would you agree with that? Oh my gosh. In a major way. I love that separation of leaders versus marketers. That is such a valid point. But I asked the question, and when I listened to your last podcast about values, Mm -hmm. I found myself asking this question too. And so I'm going to ask it now. How do we determine what our values are? Mm. There are a lot of ways and there are a lot of systems. And I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying they're different. But a lot of what I see when I start to talk to leaders about what they value, there are aspirational values and then there are innate values. Mm, Yeah. Aspirational values are, you know, a lot of what I see in spaces around values-based selling and leadership. It's kind of like, here's a list of words Yep. for these words that kind of resonate, pick the words that resonate with you, or how would you respond in this scenario? Right. Ego is a mug. Okay. (laughs) You have to have a lot of self-awareness in situations like that to really choose what you value, because you're going to choose the things that you think you should say. Absolutely. Your your ego is going to say, yes, I should care about black lives. (laughs) Right. Who's going to say they don't like Your ego would say, yes, honesty is really important to me. Mm -hmm. Integrity is really, your ego is going to go to the aspirational things. Mm -hmm. But that's not innately who you're wired to be. So uh, when people say, yes, I want to build these value-based companies, cultures, sales strategies, all of the things, I always say, well, how did you determine what your values are? And then the second step is, which values are appropriate to bring into your business? There's a lot of things that I care about that are value things that do not show up in my business because it's not appropriate. It doesn't right. make sense. And so that navigation, Sarah, of that is where I kind of want to have more dialogue, more conversations with leaders around, because I don't want you picking aspirational values, the ones you think you should care about. I really want you to lean into the things that you were designed to be. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. A lot of people don't have a tool for that. I didn't have a tool for that up until I started doing Enneagram work. Yeah. Yeah, no, it uncovers it. It is a tool to help uncover not just what you do or what you value, but why. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is so fascinating. And what it really, I think this is a really great distinction in terms of the innate versus the aspirational values. And I can see 
It's funny. Some of the innate pieces of myself, and I'm thinking around the Enneagram and I'll give you an example in a minute, but some of the innate pieces of myself, some of that stuff I really want to lean into. And then other parts I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to be so much that way. I want to like, how can I be more like the eight, for example? Mm -hmm. So this is such an interesting conversation around like the things that where we have innate gifts and skills and talents and then, and where we don't and where we aspire to do better in different ways. So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your connection to the Enneagram, what number you are, what are your numbers? tell you. And if you could talk through it, because I know there's going to be people listening who know some about the Enneagram already, and then there's going to be people who know nothing. So if you want to keep it a little foundational, that would probably be helpful to our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. As I tell people, as I'm being interviewed and having conversations, I am not the Enneagram expert. I feel like there are better voices in the space. If people want Enneagram nerves, there are better voices that will give them that. (laughs) Like history and all of that, I'll step aside and let those people speak. Mm -hmm. What I use the Enneagram for is it is a tool for self-discovery. So it's a personality test. So very similar to Myers-Briggs or DISC or any of the others that people may be more familiar with. So it's a personality assessment. But what makes the Enneagram unique is where strength finders, for example, Mm-hmm. The name says what it does. It right. helps you focus on your strengths, right? right? So it's all about environments you work best in, you know, careers you should be in, how you should lead, all of the things. Whereas the Enneagram not only looks at what are you good at, it looks at <laughs> when you're not doing so well emotionally, what do you look like? When you're under stress, what do you look like? When you're comfortable, what do you look like? Those other tests aren't going that deep. They're not encouraging self-exploration in the way that the Enneagram does. The Enneagram basically has nine types, foundational types, then there are subtypes, tri-types, there's all these other types, but there's five, nine primary numbers. And I'm an eight, an eight winged seven. So what does that mean to the world? An eight is someone whose body and presence is filled with anger. My primary emotion that I feel a lot is anger, but my real core desire is justice. So Mm -hmm. all of those nine types have a core longing. We have a core sin type, if you will, if you're Christian, you've got a shadow side. Mm -hmm. And there are other things that you excel really at, the thing that you just care most passionately and positively about. So all of those numbers have those things, okay? Mm -hmm. So with me being an eight as my primary number, I live in the gut triad because you take those nine numbers and they fall into three different pots. I specifically work with people who fall in the gut triad, whose Mm -hmm. primary motivation is anger. That's what I specialize in. So as an eight, I care a lot about social justice. It's interesting that you brought that up. Innately, I'm wired to look at who's being abused, who's being left out of the conversation, who's being underrepresented, and I want to be their voice. I've been that way, Sarah, since I was a child. It's innate. It's a part of who I am. And I know there are probably people listening to this who are like, that's crap. That's bull. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't take the test. Read the work. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, you will find yourself and you'll be shaking your head yes more than you'll be shaking your head no. Yeah. So I was saying about what that energy looks like as an eight and what does that mean? So that means all of the positive things. I started there first, Sarah. Like these are the things that's great about me being an eight. 
But when I'm unintegrated, when I'm not tapped into, am I using my anger for good? <laughs> Is, am I using my anger as a catalyst for change? Or am I just being destructive to myself and others? I can be a bully. I can be manipulative. I can be cold. I can see people as objects to be used for my purposes and dispensable when I'm not integrated, when I'm not doing my work, when I'm not focused on, am I using this anger for good? Right. My shadow side is ugly. And everybody's shadow side is ugly. Sarah. Yes. Yeah. I'll <laughs> share mine in a minute. This is so fun. I'm loving this. So keep going. I also want to hear like, what are the strengths of your side and like the positive attributes and how you lean into that? Yeah, definitely. So with the strengths, it is the justice side of it. It's the strength. I always say when I'm really integrated, if you think about a snowplow, are you from the Midwest? Where are you at, Sarah? I'm Seattle. Seattle. Okay. So you get snow, not tons of it, but you get enough of it. Yeah. If you think about a snowplow, we could plow snow out the way and clear a path for others. But what else does a snowplow do? Dumps. (laughs) Dumps it to the right, (laughs) dumps it to the left for someone else to deal with or block someone's driveway. Yes. Or dump on something or on top of somebody. Yeah. Right. If you think about my energy as an eight, I can either be the snowplow that's clearing a path. I can be the snowplow that's dumping. I love that analogy. Okay. So for me, that strength of being able to see someone who's being taken advantage of. So I also volunteer in sex trafficking work. I work for a new organization called New Name. And I'm drawn to that type of work because those women are marginalized. Mm -hmm. They're enslaved. They're being abused in horrific ways. And they need a voice. They need help. Eight rise to those occasions all the time. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. 
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. When you start to look at nonprofits that are doing that type of justice work, you will almost always find eights leading the path. Interesting. Because we want to protect you. Yeah. Innately, we want to protect you, which sometimes becomes overbearing, right? Mm -hmm. But I want to protect you. I want you to say, here's how you're going to use your voice. I value honesty above everything, Sarah. I want you to be honest with me. I want you to be honest with yourself. And people feel that when they're around me. People often say, like, I feel like I can't lie to you. Like, I'm not going to let you lie to yourself or to other people. I'm not going to let you make excuses for yourself because honestly, I really want the best for you. Eights do that really well when we're integrated. We lend our strength to causes and to people. We will fight for justice. It's rumored that people believe that Martin Luther King was an eight. Oh, interesting. We will fight for justice. When other people give up and say it's not worth it, you'll see an eight still doing that, Mm -hmm. that work. So when it's no longer cool, like some of these people who are doing performative things around social justice issues, an eight will still be found doing that work. Mm -hmm. So that is the positive size of it. But typically when I'm coaching people around values and their inability to scale and they live in that anger triade, they're not living in the strengths. They're letting the shadow rule them. And it is really doing a lot of harm to themselves, to their businesses and to the people they're trying to serve. Yeah. This episode is supported by the new podcast, Because Mom Said So. So if you like listening to moms talk about their kids in funny ways, or if you like the hit show Dance Moms, this is for you. So the new podcast, Because Mom Said So, is an audio boom original podcast hosted by four of the moms from Dance Moms. So if you watch the show, it's Melissa and Holly and Kelly and Jill, and they have all raised their children in the public eye and shared a friendship for over a decade. I got to listen in on the first episode. It was super fun and super interesting. They actually were talking about how they've been managing quarantine with their kids. Many of their children are a little older than my child situation. So it was really fun to hear how they're parenting. Some of them already had kids out of the house and now they're back in the house. They're parenting them again. All sorts of stuff going on there. So Because Mom Said So gives you these mom's takes on the hottest topics, latest trends, lifestyle, and beauty that relate to a diverse range of women while offering advice to fans around the world. Every week, these moms are getting together to share their opinions, stories, laughs, and give advice as it relates to motherhood, womanhood, and all the other things that one encounters in motherhood land. They're going to talk about mom brags, mom fails, and answer fan questions. They have great banter. They're super funny. They're really fun. If you just want to geek out around like funny motherhood anecdotes and laughing at what a mess motherhood is, especially right now, you're going to like this show. So make sure that you listen and subscribe to Because Mom Said So on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Why? Because Mom Said So. I want to share, I have not done much Enneagram work at all, but I have read, well, I've taken the test twice. And I got, I have the book, The Road Back to You, which I'm guessing you're familiar with. 
So I took the test and I didn't test really clearly. Like the first time I took the test, it was like, you might be a two. And the two for people listening, the two is the giver. So of course I'm like, of course I'm the giver. Like, this is amazing. Like who doesn't want to be noted as the giver, right? Mm -hmm. But then I got the book and I tested a second time and I still tested as a two, but it was like, I'm a light two. And so I got the book, The Road Back to You. Someone recommended it to me. And the mm-hmm. book says at the beginning, it says, don't take a test, just read through these descriptions. And one of them is going to really strike you in a negative way. And you're going to be like, holy cow. And oh shoot, that's me. And not because it resonates in a positive way, but it's going to be because the shadow side is what really resonates. And so for me, I started reading the book mm-hmm. and the first one they go through is the Enneagram one. And I'm reading through the Enneagram one, which is the perfectionist. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh crap, like I'm totally the perfectionist. And the reason that it resonated, and this is like, I share this with people and I always share it jokingly because I think it makes me sound so awful. And I feel like no one will want to hang out with me if they know this about me, but it talks about the perfectionist judges other people's behavior and the people closest to them in negative ways. And so where this shows up for me is like the people that are closest to me, if they make a decision that I wouldn't make, or they make a mistake, I can be really critical of that. And like, so an example would be, you know, if my husband does something or does something different than I would, I'm immediately like, well, why would you do it that way? And that's obviously wrong. And I can't believe you didn't even think about X, Y, and Z. And I don't tend to do that with people be outside of my intimate relationships, but the people closest to me are the people I judge most critically. And when I read that as the perfectionist, I was like, holy cow, it's not just judging myself in terms of my own performance. It's judging people close to me in terms of their performance. That's not cute or pretty. (laughs) And so then I was like, maybe I'm not the giver. (laughs) And the giver sounds so much better. I want to be the giver, not the perfection. So then the three is the achiever. And I relate to a lot of the achiever as well. Although the shadow side of the achiever is that you want to achieve at all costs and at the expense of relationships and other things that would be important to most people. And I don't know that I'm that severe. So I am very torn about if I'm a one, two or a three. So I don't know if you have feedback on that. Can I offer something to you? Please. The reason the book says don't take a test is because tests are only as good as you are self-aware. Let's start there. Uh huh. And even the best tests, Enneagram specialists will say, are about 70% accurate. Okay. So when I got my certification, I have a Christian Enneagram certification. Okay. And people will often talk about having to try on numbers and see if that is really who they are. Because for some of us, Sarah, I'm going to be very candid. For some of us, we've lived the ideals of other people for so long that we believe it's us, that we believe that's really who we are. Totally. That makes sense. So you even start to answer questions in ways that you really believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like you find your number. So in my coaching process, it's actually five weeks of walking you through the discovery of your number And then when we're about 80% sure that that is your number, then we go deeper into that number. Because I'm aware of the fact that this may not be the real you responding to these questions. So the test Mm -hmm. is only going to give you what you answer. So that's why they say try it on. If you were one though, Sarah, I'm going to be very candid. I'm breathing before I say it. That's what I have to do as an (laughs) eight to make sure... If you're one, you judge everyone, okay? So it's not just the people closest to you. You're judging me. Okay, okay. (laughs) You're judging the person across the street. You come in a room and you notice that there is a corner in the room where the 
painter missed, I'm looking in my office right now, and the <laughs> painter missed that corner. A one would see that right away. Okay. A one's desire is for everything to be perfect because your longing as a one is, tell me I'm good. My quest is to be said that I am good. I am lovable. I am good. And I'm searching for that. I'm longing to hear that through trying to do everything right. My husband's a one. Okay. And guess what? That lives <laughs> in the anger triad. So oh, I have a lot of experience with ones. Okay. And so if you were truly a one, you wouldn't just be judging yourself. You judge everybody else. Okay. Openly and ain't afraid to do it. You know a one when you see it. Because a okay. one wants every I dotted, every T cross. So that's the one thing. That okay. what I was going to say. Now, if you're an achiever, achievers are very concerned by how they're perceived. Achievers are amazing salespeople, by the way. Because achievers can come into a room and say, who do I need to become so that people will think that the best about mm -hmm. what do I need to say? How do I need to come across so that when you walk away, we say, gosh, darn it. That Sarah is amazing. Maybe I am. And it doesn't me. matter the room. <laughs> okay. And an achiever will lie. Let me be very clear. <laughs> And oh gosh, I was ready to embrace the three till you said that. <laughs> <laughs> An achiever will lie to themselves and to other people. Okay. To make sure that you think well of me. Mm. It is truly tricky. It, it is, tricky. is. But so what I would say is continue okay. to search, continue okay. to read, continue to try on numbers. Yeah. If you go through a coaching process, we're going to talk about childhood wounding, not mm -hmm. in a therapeutic way because we're coaches, not therapists, right? but in an awareness way, because our goal is to give you tools to help you unearth why you do what you do. Yeah. So yeah, we could talk about that forever. But like I said, there's better voices out there that I would say for people who are definitely interested in Enneagram, mm -hmm. I would say Ian obviously is amazing. His work is just so well done. If you're a Christian and you want to look at it, Beth McCord and Jeff McCord, which is who I have my certification through, amazing voices around that. If you want to dig a little bit further into that. But for me, I kind of know eight, nines, and ones really well. Okay. I know what they long to hear. Yeah. I know what they look like when they're integrated. I know what they look like when they're unintegrated. And I know what it looks like when we're growing. Yeah. And so that's who I really try to shape my coaching around working with. Yeah. And I'll link to the, in the show notes, I'll link to the book, The Road Back to You, which is by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stable. And I'll link to that in the show notes so that people want to check that out. Cause I do think it's a really helpful resource. I want to talk a little bit about, so I think the benefit of knowing your Enneagram or your Myers-Briggs or your strength line, like any of these tests, and I've taken most, if not all of them, is to identify explicitly what your strengths are so that you can work in your strengths and use them to support you in all ways. I also think it's really valuable to know like, you know, your shadow sides and the things that where you might get in your own way as well. So can you talk about how you recommend that women recognize when they're starting to misalign with their innate values? And I know you even talk about um, using somatic reactions as the rumble strip. Can you talk about that piece of it? Yeah, absolutely. So the work that we do in our time that we work together in coaching is, it's one thing to be mentally aware of something, right? There's a lot of stuff that we know we should do. I know you come out of fitness, Sarah. So mm. I know what I should do if I wanted to live a healthier lifestyle. 
Like I shouldn't be drinking this Pepsi right now that I'm drinking while I'm talking to you. Like in my mind, I know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But transformation happens when we go from thinking about doing something to actually doing it, right? That's mm-hmm. when change happens. Emotional intelligence, growth, personal transformation is never going to happen because we think about it. But right. it's the same thing when it comes to trying to grow in your leadership, grow in your communication style, those sorts of things. Your body gives you signals when you're going off the path, <laughs> when yeah. you're going left. Your body tells you. Most people, unless there is true diagnosed mental disorder, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But if a person is not diagnosed, but we're just talking about day-to-day managing of our emotions, mm-hmm. your body is going to give you warning signs. But let me tell you something. A lot of women are really dead to their bodies. They are really disconnected from their bodies, which is why I do the work I do in my studio. A lot of women can't really tell you how they feel because they don't slow down enough to know how they feel. Yeah, I totally agree. And then when you've got three little ones, like my daughter, she's got four little kids that are pulling at her all the time. I'm always like, Erin, when do you just sit and be with yourself? It's important that you sit and be with yourself because you have to know what's going on in your body to make you a better mom, a better wife, a better you. <laughs> right. You got to be in tune with what's going on. So somatically, there are things that go on when you get upset, Sarah. There are mm-hmm. things that go on when you're sad. There are things that go on when you're happy. Your body is always giving you clues, but we have to develop practices that help us tap into that intuition. You know, this is what I'm saying. We're telling women all the time, You got to listen to your intuition. You got to go with your gut, but we're not teaching women how to tap into that. We don't have a culture that I totally agree. We don't have a culture that actually embraces that as a practice or gives any sort of tools around that. Exactly. It's like, so yes. And what it does, Sarah, it gives you one more thing that you feel like you're failing at. Yes, totally. That's not a culture of empowerment. That's not how I roll. That's not how my circle rolls. We are all about tools in these parts, okay? Yeah, yeah. What can you do? So, somatically, I know that before I blow a gasket, the back of my ears is the weirdest thing. Heat up. (laughs) From the back of my ears, it travels over my ears, down the sides of my face into my chest. I literally can feel myself get hot. Mm. And when I feel myself get hot, I can pull myself to a breathing practice, which is always accessible, always easy from a grounding and centering practice, breath work. I literally start to breathe. So I can give myself a chance to respond and not react. Eight, and people who live in anger a lot, we react, we don't respond. Mm -hmm. So if I can tune into my body, my body is giving me a chance to say, "Uh uh-oh, like a rumble strip on a highway. This comes from Beth McCord, by the way. When you're driving, if you're not paying attention or you fall asleep and you veer off the side of the road, what happens? And it's like, oh, shoot, let me get back in the center of the road. That rumble strip. Your body gives you signs just like that. And for me, it's the heating up behind my ears. That's my... Mm -hmm. This is getting ready. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. This is getting ready to go (laughs) left. Yeah. Pull yourself to center. Use your breath. 
and respond, don't react. Every woman's body, every human's body gives them somatic signs to let you know that you're getting ready to go to a place that you probably don't want to go. Right. Exactly. But you've got to develop practices to sense that. You don't just wake up and know. Right. Absolutely. This episode is supported by our own upcoming gratitude challenge. So we are going to be doing a gratitude challenge within the Shameless Mom Academy that's totally free the week of November 16th. And I want you to be able to participate. So in this episode, I know we're talking about things being hard and exhausting and tiring. And while all that is true, there is so much opportunity for us to connect with each other in order to find those and make those spaces and places for gratitude and to see and feel abundance and all the things that will really let us still feel hope and power, even when things are hard and even when we're super tired and even when we're totally burned out. So if you could benefit from a little bit of that, this will be a ton of fun. It's completely free. I will be showing up live every day on video to help support conversations around gratitude and abundance. You will get daily activities to do, super short activities, but that will really allow you to focus on positive things and find joy and create joy. And you'll also get the opportunity to connect with other shameless moms, again, totally for free. So if you don't already get my emails, you're going to want to get them so that you can sign up for this when we open it all up. So go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter to make sure that you get my emails. That's shamelessmom.com slash newsletter so that you can be invited when we open up the gratitude challenge. And especially as moms, because things move as quickly as they do, and especially right now, we're living in a place where we're just constantly overstimulated because we're at home with kids and partners and working from home and schooling from home and all these things it's really easy to get into patterns of reacting just because the pace of things are so quick and the overstimulus is so constant. And as a leader, what does reacting get you, Sarah? Not a lot. (laughs) What it does get you doesn't feel good. It feels very frantic and frenetic to me. It does. And it literally, it makes, it's going to slow down your progress. So if you really want to scale, right, you really want to have those million dollar months, or million dollar years or whatever it is. If you find yourself reacting, it keeps your body in a constant heightened state of stress. You are not making your best decisions under stress. Right. You are not inspiring anyone to do anything other than get away from you. Right. <laughs> when you're under stress. Leaders, the biggest thing that we have is the ability to channel our energy and to use it for good. That is what the most effective leaders do. Being on the reaction, constantly putting out fires, constantly dealing with staff members that are driving you up a wall, constantly feeling like you got to fire people, you're burning through people. That was me, Sarah. Burning through staff like crazy. Always feeling like it would just be easier. And I bet there's somebody who lives in this, if this is resonating, they're experiencing this right now. You're trying to train a new salesperson This is the third person you're trying to train and you're just resolved to the point that no one will ever sell like you. So you might as well always sell. Totally. Yeah. It's easier if I just do it all myself. Yeah. It's just easier, but no, it's not. It's killing you. Right. And it's stopping you from reaching the goals that you really want to reach. So yeah, we've got, so the practice that the women I work with, there's actually several parts to it. The first part is the discovery, because that's what people come to me for. They want to know what, you know, how can I use this anger in a more positive way to make more money, period. Mm -hmm. But then we start talking about this felt sense, knowing 
is actually in Glennon Doyle's new book, Untamed. Yeah. She calls it knowing. I'm like, yep. oh, such a good word. Sheila Kelly calls it feminine genius. Any intuition, whatever you want to call it, you've got to develop a practice so you can hear from her. Mm-hmm. So she can guide you. So we talk about pleasure practices. We talk about because, you know, that's what I do for a living. That's what my studio does is we help women unlock pleasure in their bodies and more joy in their life. So we have pleasure practices that we go through that help cultivate that. We also have centering practices that come out of more somatic disciplines, like rowing and two-stepping and things that help you when you're knocked off center. How do you find yourself back to center quickly? Mm -hmm. And then after you've done that type of work and you have tools, then we start talking about building cultures that flourish, how to hire the right people, how to manage people through those values, because now you can articulate them in a way that people not only understand them, but they embody them as well. You attract people who embody what you believe. Right. And then how do you create a product that transforms? When everything is built and running smoothly in my organization, we change women's lives. But if any of those steps are missing, I'm not going to say you can't do it, but you're going to delay how quickly you could get there. Right. That's the process that I walk you through. Oh, so good. Okay. So now that everyone wants to walk through this process with you, (laughs) tell people where they can find you and connect with you. And then I have one other question for you before we wrap, but I want people to know where they can find you, connect with you and learn more about your services and how you serve women. Because I know in Chicago, you have the studio, but I know you have services beyond that as well. Yeah. So my coaching product, my whole coaching process is separate from my studio. You can find me at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, Diaz and David, Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S.com. So my name, LeslieDLyons.com. Yeah, because my coaching, I coach people all over the world. I've got clients in Grand Cayman Islands and Australia. Nice. In the UK, yeah, they're kind of all over the world. If you're angry and you know... (laughs) By the way, when you go to Leslie's website, the first thing you see is angry women get shit done. I feel like I'm always talking about like, how do you attract the people you want to attract and repel the ones you don't want to work with? Like, this is such a perfect example. People are going to come here and they're going to be like, she is totally my lady or she's not at all. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. I I love it. So good. If you're angry or frustrated and you know that you've got greatness in you, Mm -hmm. let's go through that process together. Yes. So, so good. Okay. Last thing I want to know from you, Leslie, is how are you currently showing up as a shameless mom or shameless grandma, whichever one? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I show up shameless all the time in the fact that I'm always going to encourage my daughter. I think this is probably where I'm showing up now is being her cheerleader Mm -hmm. and encouraging her not to separate from her pleasure and her desires and her wants and how to communicate that to her spouse, to her kids. (laughs) And to the world. And so I'm in a support capacity right now, Sarah, to be honest. I find myself spending a lot of time encouraging my daughter personally around what does it look like to still flourish as a mommy. And I just think that's it right now. I'm in a supporting role in this season in my life. How many women can I help step into that power? I love it. So good. Leslie, thank you for being here. This was so fun. We covered a lot. I'm so excited to share this conversation with the world. And I'm really, really grateful for the energy that you bring to this work, that you brought to this conversation and that you're bringing to all the women that you're supporting right now. Thank you. Thank you. 
Sarah, thank you for having me on. It was so awesome to get to know you. And I can't wait to find out what your number really is. I know. We need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're going to have to get to the bottom. I know. Okay. Thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.